You've heard and you've seen it all. So many couples want that champagne wedding on a beer budget. And today I'll give you a sales hack to help them understand. Welcome to the Refined Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. All right. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Refine Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I want to talk about money, which is an uncomfortable topic to talk about with our clients at times, but it's something really important in the way that we lead them through the process. So to give us a quick baseline, what we see happen here is just like, just get us all on the same page. Couples come in the door, whether we're photographers, planners, caterers, whatever, and they they, they've seen this article in the knot that tells them that they can have a $25,000 wedding for 300 people. And, you know, in that same article, unfortunately, the knot has shown, you know, a six figure installation, right? And so these couples think that that's what they can get for 25 grand with 300 people. And in reality, it's like, sure, you can have 300 people if you want to put a candle and a picture frame from the dollar store on the table and, you know, serve tacos on a paper plate. Like, it can be done, but it's not going to look the way you think it's going to look, right? And so we need to market against that. Anytime, anytime we see like the big box um, misinformation, you've got to market against it. And 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 they're pulling averages, and they're you know these these articles are not taking into consideration different markets and you know urban and rural areas and things of that nature. And so as much as I like to, you know, as much as we all like to be frustrated with that, there is some of that consideration. The biggest mismark for me is the imagery that doesn't match. Okay. So market against it and everything that you do, say it on your social captions, talk about it in your blogs, your newsletters, let people know, talk about this out and about. I know that even when I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I one time had this conversation, I was at church and I was, um, I was, I was with a group of ladies and one of them, their daughter had just gotten engaged and they were starting to shop around. And she was just pissed about the wedding industry and like this cost this and this cost that. And I just kind of, I listened and I just told her, I was like, Hey, you know, I have nothing to, to gain here, but like, here's, here's the information. And she was like, Oh, and I was like, what you're asking for means people are going to walk away making $3 an hour. Like, it's just not, that's not how it works. And so, um, you know, be looking for those opportunities out and about with your friends and acquaintances or people you just hear talking about it. They just in areas that you may not have anything to gain per se, like you do overall, right? Like I, um, our industry does better when people understand that. So there's our baseline. Let's market against it. Um, in your sales calls, let's, let's move into that. In your sales calls, you've got to be talking about your you know, couple's financial comfort zone. And that's a, that's a phrase from Terika. I love um, how she's shifting us from using the word budget to the term financial comfort zone. It's um, a much more uh, reasonable way to talk about money because in reality, no one really knows their number until they get into it. Right. And so 
sure, there are going to be couples like me who my dad gave me a specific amount of money, put it in my bank account and said, Godspeed, I don't want anything to do with this. And, you know, uh, like you pick out your flowers, like I'll show up and be an awesome dad, but I just, you, you get to do what you want to do. And so, um, it was, you know, I was determined not to spend a penny more until I did. <laughs> and I didn't go too far over it, but I did spend a little bit more because as I got into it, I understood what was a little bit more realistic, right? But then anything that we spent over that came out of our pocket and we were young and, you know, starting our careers and didn't have a lot to contribute to it ourselves. And so we ended up having a range there where we're, you know, like, okay. Um, and so ask that and, 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 and paint a real picture for them in that call. And we'll go over that in a minute, but like talk to them about a zone and, and force them to talk about a range, right? Okay. And let them know that, um, just say it, Hey, no one really knows their real number until they get into it. And so, um, if you have an absolute max, like I've got to know what it is, right. Or otherwise you need to talk about a range. Um, I think that one way you can get them to that. And here's my big hack is to show them in your proposal, or in the, if you're doing a, a Zoom call or something like that, you can share your screen. Um, show them a high, medium, and low of what you can do within your wheelhouse of wedding professionals that you work with. And this can be something that even in your um, sales email back and forth, when you give them an, an uh, the very your very first response to them, you can have that in your little packet. You can have a high, medium, and low photo, and just say, "Hey, this is you know." have a, a picture of just kind of a minimalist installation and say, Hey, these are the ranges that we typically see for this headcount or per person. You're going to spend this much for this look per person. You're going to spend this much for this look and per person. You're going to spend this much for this, you know, the high end look. Okay. Show them that. And then when you get on the phone call, just like talk them through that and just kind of share with them that, you know, there, there may be other wedding pros out there that can do it for more or less, but within the, within the rate, within the professionals that you work with, with your, within your network, this is what you can do without risk to your bandwidth, uh, your overhead and your reputation. And it's okay for you to share that, that you have to have mutual benefit here, right? Like you can't risk those things for their special day because someone else might be able to do it just fine without, without risking anything. Right. And so I think it's also really important to let them know that, um, you know, as far as being real goes, let's go back to that. Talk to them about how, you know, finding a venue and pulling all this together in general is a lot like house hunting in the sense that like, unless you build it, you'll never really check all the boxes. And, you know, building it is, people don't really build houses as much. We, it doesn't, it costs more. <laughs> it's just not like there's a, that's a, that's a, a different level of privilege right and so and so is getting married with 200 people and feeding them dinner like otherwise we would all just be going to the courthouse right and so um communicate to them hey you're gonna get you're gonna have five to six priorities and I might be able to hit four of them you know and that's gonna be different for every couple but it's really rare, rare that we're able to check all the boxes we're gonna do our best and we're going to shift priorities and move money around and and fit the puzzle pieces the best we can but it's really fair for you to know going into this that you know, it's really like house hunting, you know, uh, you're going to have to give up the pantry or the pool in the backyard. And maybe it's something you can add on later. If you get a bonus with work, we don't know, but, um, that's, that's the reality of the situation with what we're coming to the table with today in this sales call. Right. So 
I think also, um, you need, you know, you need to encourage them on like the best way or, or educate them on the best way to control costs is through headcount. Uh, you want to get ahead of that before they send a save the date. So, um, any, all the numbers, all the money, all of that needs to be taken care of before I save the dates and, and tell them, say, Hey, before you, before you pop those in the mail, let's have one last conversation and make sure nothing has changed because once those go out, like there's no turning back, you can't unwind that. So the best way to control uh, costs is through headcount. And I have in my pipeline to do a podcast on that specifically, just ideas on how to manage that. So keep on listening. We'll get to that. But um, that's 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 not a profound statement for you all. You know that, but just walk them through that. Last but not least here, I want to make sure that you really protect yourself in your contract. Okay. Because there's a lot of switch and bait, or I think sometimes the couples aren't necessarily trying to switch and bait us so much as they don't understand the reality of like really knowing their numbers as they make these decisions. They may think they, you know, oh yeah, sure. Uh, 40 grand, we're good. Um, and then they get into it and really punch it out. And they're like, oh, really? It should be 30. Um, or, you know, something that they thought would happen with their career, something fell through or, you know, something with finances changes. Um, and, you know, you can talk to them about that. Like, hey, if something were to happen with your career or if finances were to change, like what, what would that look like in this relationship? Because here's what ends up happening and, and talk to them about that. But like in your contract, my point there is that switch and bait is not always malice. Okay. So give grace on that. Um, part of that, we just really need to lead them well with our education. They don't know what they don't know. Uh Put there and I'll stop laboring on that. Okay, so I would encourage you to put their estimate in your contract, especially if you're a, a planner. Um, but if you're in another category, put the estimate of what they're, you know, planning to spend in your category, perhaps. As a planner, maybe you want to put their overall estimate in there and just say, hey, you know, you're not you're not held to spending that so much. You know, life changes, totally get that. But if it drops significantly, um, then you're protected. Like you have an out to um, either, you know, cancel them or have an added fee or um, whatever it is that you need to do to cover that the, the stress on your overhead or um, bandwidth or reputation. And, um, you know, for some couples, it might cost them less to cut everywhere else and still pay your added fee, right? You know, so because for planners, when, when overall spend gets cut, that can create a lot of extra work. We're redoing everything. We're um, uh, we're we're stressed because we're maybe working with a lot of new wedding pros, which is uh, something I really encourage all planners to do very regularly. Is work with all work with new wedding pros. Um, but it can be hard to do that on one account to have all new wedding pros, right? Because uh, there's still that learning curve and we all start somewhere and that's okay. But to do that all, like have 10 new people in a room for an event is it's a lot on a planner. And so uh, we want to make sure that um, that's covered and that especially the rest of our reputation there. So uh, I just word it in a way that, you know, if something changes in a significant way with the headcount or the estimated uh, spend, that um, you know it's a it, 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 that needs to be approved by you and subject to new terms, cancellation, or added fees. Uh, have your lawyer help you with that wording. Obviously, this is not legal advice so much as something I would encourage you to take to your attorney and flesh out. So, um, 
you really have to make sure that they understand why this protects both of you though. Um, I think that all too often couples, like I said, come into it and they think one thing and just don't really understand that even that can hose them. Like they really and truly um, don't understand how those changes, uh, sure, it can affect our us on our end, but like it really affects their stress levels. It really affects the outcome of their day and um, things can fall apart because then when, because just as hard as it might be for me to manage 10 new wedding pros, it, it that's a risk for them too, right? Like a lot can go wrong. And so, and I say that with all the love, um, if you're a new wedding pro listening to this, um, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I should probably do an episode on like all the things I learned in my first three years. Uh, it's just, you, you have to, we have to learn it somehow. Right. And so um, and I was freaking badass in my first three years too. I was really proud of myself and, and looking back, um, I'm still really proud of that new wedding pro that I was. Um, but in all reality, like there were things that I might've made harder on other people not knowing it. So anyway, our couples have to be honest with us about their numbers and it's on us to make sure that they understand the implication and the reality of that. Um, and you know, people hate talking about money, like I said. And so, um, we just have to tell them that we have to acknowledge like, Hey, no one likes to talk about money. It's uncomfortable uh, in some areas of the country. That's even, that's considered impolite. And so people just refrain. And so, and just let them know like, Hey, this is a, this is a confidential space. And this is something that like, I talk about numbers and, and whatnot with people all the time. It's not, you know, this is, we have to do it. Um, lead them well, and they'll appreciate your honesty. And even if they never fully understand or like fully have a, a, a way at the end to appreciate what that really meant in the process of their wedding. Um, that honestly means that you've done your job <laughs> because they didn't crash. And that's, that can sometimes be the unfortunate thing about what we do, um, as wedding pros is that, you know, um, we know our value and it's really hard to share our value because at the end of the day, when things go, go well, there's, they're like, yeah, it was awesome. And they have no idea what we really did for them because like, that's our job is to keep that off their plate. And so, um, it's an internal pride that we get to have that we wish we could show the world, but, um, kudos to you all. So anyway, that's our wrap for today. Like share and follow, please leave a review where you listen to podcasts and tune in next time. Bye.